Mike, 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 relax. Holy shit. Crank that up a bit for me, Jay. It's that time again. We're running a little late this week. Me and Sugar Shane had to go to Tijuana, Mexico. Hong Kong. No, 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 no Hong Kong. It's um, CPI stem cells, but we're back. Day to Thursday, quick trip. But we'll get to that. For now, take a big fucking rip of fresh air. Grab yourself a beverage. Have a fucking slurp. Let's get that posture up. Oh. Okay. Let's talk about the latest juice. Thank you very much. Gloria tells with the funky jam. We got episode 74 here, and we got a lot of talk to talk about. Uh, we were south of the border, Tijuana, Mexico. But first, guys, check out my newsletter in, in, in the description. Every week we're coming out with a newsletter about things that stick out to me, um, things I'm reading. Uh, if you don't have time to listen to both pods, I try to put a couple gems from each pod in the newsletter, and you'll get it every week for free. Just check it out. I've been enjoying doing it. And uh, patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy. I just, I took an iPhone vlog of our trip and kind of the process. And I put that on Patreon. And every week there's um, tons of content going on there. And there's been content going up on Patreon for four years. So you can scroll back for four years, hundreds and hundreds of videos, um, everything. If you want to support, check it out. If not, help me out and hit that subscribe button. We're, uh, we're growing and we're growing. Yeah, we went to Mexico. A shorter trip this time. We went to CPI, uh, Chips Hospital, to get some more stem cells. Um, for me, I got my stem cells and IV, 120 million straight to the guzzler. They wanted to put another 10 million in my shoulder, but I'm back to training pretty close to 100%. My shoulder still like hurts, but it's probably 70 to 80% better than it was. So I think those stem cells are clearly working. So I didn't want to get stuck again and have to take another two, three weeks off. Um, but are feeling good. And there's some there's some crazy stories down there with the people. Because each week there's a new group of people going down to get stem cells. And there was this guy who fell off a roof, landed on his heels, and just blew up his spine. Like he fucked his spine up. He can still walk, but he said he had to wear huggies. And he, it's hard for him to function. So he's, he was this most bubbly, like nice guy. And he was talking about how this is his last ditch effort to try to get just back to a normal life or he's going to commit suicide. Yeah. And he already had a going away party with his family and he's just the nicest fucking dude. And I'm just like, holy shit. Supposedly they put more stem cells than they put in anyone. So hopefully that heals up for that guy. But man, it put in perspective like sheesh, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, other than that, it was a great trip. Um, the owners, Scotty. Ed and Cedric, they're like, they remind me of kind of sugar and all of us, our group of friends in 20 years. They're like super entre entrepreneurs, 
uh, Scotty and Ed are black belts in jujitsu. They used to own a jujitsu academy. Now they kind of moved on to open this Chips a Hospital. But definitely guys like I like to be around. Just super smart entrepreneur guys. Just tons of wisdom. Um, and they took care of us. They really took care of us. So second night we went to this joint. It was uh, it's where they invented the Caesar salad, if you can believe that. Caesar salad was invented at this little joint. And uh, we went there and they cooked that up. That's on the vlog too. Pretty good salad. I pushed out on my injections. Uh, kind of wish I didn't, but then I'm like, well, fuck. I had a good session this morning. That's probably why right now I'm red like a lobster. It's because we just did seven seven-minute rounds uh, scrapping real hard. Uh, they hooked us up to a PEMF machine. Uh, Sugar and I are going to look, look into getting one of those things. Pulse electrified magnetic fields. You put it on your injuries and it gets blood flowing. Lots of science behind it. Um, helps with injuries, helps with all sorts of shit. So we're looking in to get one of those, get healed up. Also, Ed was talking about this ozone rectal therapy. Ozone rectal therapy. Uh, it, it's this ozone treatment that no one talks about. And I was doing some research on it last night. It looks super interesting. You can do it intramuscular. You can do it through like a IV. Click the, do the ozone through your, or you can do it like my brother Ed does and just stick it up your butt every other day and get that ozone cleaned out, cleans out bacterias and infections and all this stuff. So I'm looking in to get one of those too. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's nice going there because those guys are experts just on biohacking and they have the hyperbaric chamber. They have, they have everything top to bottom to just heal. And I think the, the stem cells, it's just going to start blowing up more and more and more, especially when people like the MLB and these major league baseball teams start hearing about it and start because pitchers, imagine pitching all your life. You're just throwing your goddamn shoulder out all the time. And if these stem cells can help regenerate cartilage and regrow stuff and take away inflammation, I think it's going to really blow up, but it's pretty new, pretty new still, but super thankful for uh, CPI. They always take care of us and make us feel good. We did, I did the NAD drip three days in a row. And if you, you're not familiar with that, look it up also. NAD benefits from getting IVs. We also do that here, here, but I think the NAD um, in Mexico is a lot fresher and top tier, top tier shit. So what do we got in the news here? We got Conor McGregor was struck by a car while riding his bike on Friday in Ireland, but it appears the UFC superstar avoided any injuries. The 34-year-old fighter posted photos in a video on Instagram showing the aftermath of a car striking his bike after the driver was unable to see him in the road due to the sun shining back in his eyes. Got a bang of a car just now from behind. A sun strap, the driver couldn't see me. Full speed, straight through me. Thank God it wasn't my time. Thank you, rest Thank you wrestling and judo. Having awareness on landing saved my life. Damn, you got fucking wild. I wonder if he like forward rolled or why did he say that? <laughs> Probably. Even Mariah says like how much jujitsu and just learning your balance and learning how to fall and learning kind of how to catch yourself has saved her multiple times when she's gotten thrown off a horse. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it did. McGregor posted a photo of his mangled bike that looked to take the brunt of the damage after he was struck by the vehicle in the vehicle. McGregor could be heard telling the driver, all good, don't worry about it, after he was knocked off his bike while adding, I could have been dead there. The driver ended up putting McGregor's bike in the back of his car and gave him a ride home 
with the two with the former two-time division champ. I'm still here, thank God. Bike training has been a regular part of McGregor's workouts for several year, years as he often posts videos on the road. Uh, Well, yeah. Thank Whatever God. happened to your bike riding schedule? Just got bored of it? <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> cap. No, I get on I get on that bike once in a while. <laughs> I get on that bike, cruise around the neighborhood. It's like when you get a new toy, you just get bored of it? <laughs> yeah. Just get bored, buy shit, and it just sits there in a fucking That's how garage. I am, too. No, I've been trying to use it. I use it here yeah, and there. Probably twice a week. Twice a week, little 15-minute bike. Get some sun on these tits. <laughs> Fucking get a little tan. Uh, rumor has it Conor McGregor back to back to Ultimate Fighter, too. Is it the tough thing? Is tough Ultimate Fighter same shit? Or what is Yeah, tough? Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate oh, Fighter. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, what the fuck is tough stuff? I'm surprised Conor's do that, but... What I mean, I wonder if Connor gets bored. Like he's so balling. It seems like it. He might get bored. So him him versus Chandler, I mean, I bet you the UFC higher ups are like, fuck yes, please. Please save the ultimate fighter because I don't know. I'm so curious how long this slap fighting shit's gonna last. Because there's <laughs> just getting so much hate from everyone. And it is fucked up though. Yeah. It is it is fucked up. You just sit there. And it's like, okay, knock me out. Knock me the fuck out. There was a lady at the CPI stem cells this weekend. She was 84, and she's just sitting there, and we're in the van, and she's like, yeah, I'm 74. And he's like, no, you're not, Jen. You're 84. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm 84. So she's just like slowly forgetting shit. And I'm like, you forget. You're going to be 60 one day, and then you're going to be 70, then you're going to be 80. Like, I feel bad for even a lot of fighters I know that spar so fucking hard and they just beat the fuck out of themselves and get concussion after concussion and then don't even let it heal and then go back and spar and get more concussion. It's like, God damn, you're just going to deteriorate your brain so fast. So with the slap fighting, it's like, Jesus. Uh, Ex-UFC fighter came out and said he got offered to be on the show for $2,000 to show, $2,000 to win. So you go on the show. For the slap thing? Get fucking knocked out cold. Your neck just, <laughs> you get concussed. You get swelling in your brain. For 2K. And you get two racks. That ain't shit. You can go buy yourself a new jacket or something. After tax, you get like 1200 or what? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, holy fuck. I don't know how long it's going to last. Sean said when they had a meeting with Dana, how just jacked and passionate he seemed about it. That it's going to work, that it's going to take off. So I wonder how long he'll try to like stick with it be like this is gonna take off it's like oh god just seeing those guys get fucking crumpled it's hard to even watch oh yeah this was what notorious tweeted this is a snap from the original ultimate fighter house where i coached versus uriah this photo was just before the show though it was right before i won my first title beating uriah teammate chad mendez i then went on to coach the famous fight show straight after the fight with a big black eye and a gash my tricolor and my new and first ever uc gold belt the slickest suits and the shouts show had ever seen before. On top of the silverware, and I coach my team to victory. Crazy some journey. I have just been offered to coach this role again. I like it. It is full immersion, which is needed. I see fighters lining up. I know what's ahead. I've been ready, motherfuckers. I wonder with Connor, like, I wonder what his training schedule is even like. I wonder if he's just like finds guys he can just beat the fuck out of, or if he's like finding welterweights because he's clearly a welterweight now finding welterweights that are tough that are actually pushing him i'm so curious his training schedule being that loaded though being that fucking loaded i mean it's going to be hard to 
hard to grind, I guess. Maybe not, though. And then he, supposedly he kicked that woman in Ibiza, and who knows if that's true or not, but the woman said he just fucking freaked out. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe he teep kicked her or I what? I, I think the article said, because people were screenshotted, screenshotting the part where it said it wasn't him. So I think she was just capping. Yeah, anymore online, it's just so hard to believe shit. You know, the worst is Snapchat. Who's here? Hello? How's it going? Goddamn intruders. Uh, forgot what I was talking about there. Oh, hey, JX. It's John. It's my buddy John from next door. He works at the dollar store. Um, <laughs> Jay, have Johnny come sit down. Oh, he can't come on right now because his shift goes till 3 p.m. And I said, I said, Johnny, what time do you have lunch? And he said, I got lunch from 12 to 1, Tim. And um, I said, pop by, shoot the shit on the pod. He said, yeah, I might do that. I'd love to talk. So hopefully uh, Johnny comes on. He's a hell of a dude. His character, too, I can tell you that much. Uh, what else got announced here? Um, We got UFC targeting Charles versus... UFC targeting uh, Charles versus Benil for a May event. That's a fucking sick fight. I, I rewatched yesterday the fight with uh, Benil and Gamrot. If you guys didn't get a chance to see that fight, I'm sure most of you guys saw it. But if you want to see some fucking wrestling scrambles, Jay, you should have told Johnny Boy to come sit in. I, did, I, said, I said, you want to come in? He's like, oh, no, I'm on, I'm on lunch right now. Oh, come. Why'd he pop over then? That motherfucker's going to have some stories. Wait, right? you know that? Who is he? He works at the dollar store. Oh, that's fire. I know. Fired. He just came in. He's like, uh, yeah, I just looked it up. I was just trying to get an idea. I just wanted to stop by. Damn uh, it. You should have had him come I in. Said, I said, do you want to come in? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no. I'm going back to work right now. I just, I, just, I don't know why he popped <laughs> yeah, in. <there>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a nut. That guy is a nut. Um, UFC, yeah. UFC targeting Charles versus Benio. Who you got in that fight? That's a fucking sick that's fight. That's a good fight, huh? I hate to say it, and I love fucking Charles because I'm a huge fan of Charles. I think Benio might beat him. Yeah, I could see that. Benil's just a southpaw. People are saying he's just, fucking grappling is so underrated and so good. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be hard for Charles to to, to catch uh, Benil. Yeah, me southpaw. Too. I don't know. That's a sick fight. I'm excited for that. Charles, so, Charles Chin is done or what? I don't think it's done. I don't think it's done. But he, it's, it's just you go against good boxers, good strikers. I, it's gonna. It's hard to say, but that Muay Thai style, that Muay Thai style where you stand there and you don't move your head. It's like my style, huh? <laughs> you walk forward. You're not like kind of moving your head a, a little bit. You can't move your head like really like a boxer. You're going to get booted in the head. But the Muay Thai, you stand there so linear. And with four-ounce gloves, explosive four-ounce gloves, it's just uh, it's a tough, tough style. But I don't know. We'll see. That's another sweet fight, though. Uh, they also announced the Peter versus Mrab. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that fight's going to go. I mean, you saw Mirab versus Aldo. Mirab's a little fucking spaz, strong. Grabs a hold of Peter. Who knows? Hopefully Peter can get it done, though. If Peter goes 0-4 or or 0-3, that's got to be the toughest motherfucker that's ever went 0-3 in the UFC. Oh, I know. Like, holy shit. But, so we'll see see there. I was watching because someone posted the clip of Mirab when he fought uh, Ricky Simone. And he got like guillotine and he went to sleep. Did you see that? 
Yeah, and that, that was, was kind of scary, huh? And well, who ended up won that? I think Ricky won that, right? Yeah, because he went to sleep right at the bell, and he was well, clearly sleeping. As he shot, he kind of knocked himself out as well. Like he shot, and he was already out, and then he grabbed a deep ass guillotine on him, mm. and he was just like, and got fucking shivering and shit. Slap. Yeah. That was a sick fight. That was a sick ending. It really was. It really was. Uh, this is the this was breaking here, January twenty fifth. Andrew, Andrew and Tristan escorted out of Dakot HQ. They got escorted out, and then this is kind of what the video. The video said this is what they were saying when they're <laughs> scooting out of there. Matrix? Oh, wait. Oh, he turned the thing on. It's against me! Gentlemen, ask the police what evidence there is against me! They have nothing! Ask the police what evidence there is against me! Yeah, the Matrix is trying to frame me, but God knows the truth. There's no evidence in my file because I've done nothing wrong. Everybody knows I'm innocent. It's okay. Everyone knows I'm innocent. Everyone knows I'm innocent. Everyone knows I'm innocent. It is fucked. I mean, if that is the case, and Romania is just out there just trying to beat the fuck out of him, they just maybe want him to wilt, and they want him to turn into a bitch, but he's just, it seems like he's staying like a fucking beast. And not getting crazy about it. He tweeted also that. Uh, this was 53 minutes ago. Caffeine is a miracle. Nearly 30 days stuck inside the dungeon. And I've learned some truths about life. Nearly 30 days without a single drop of caffeine. And I can tell you that a caffeinated life is a better life. Nothing good has come from my lack of caffeine. I wonder who's tweeting for him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I keep seeing him tweet like pretty often. Yeah. So he has a ghost tweeter or what? ghost tweeter but how is he getting through to them what if like i was locked up and i just called you and say hey tweet this from my account i would do it It'd be fire i would still look I would through do my it. dms though i won't yeah i don't want to <laughs> see i don't want to see um what else was he saying he they was saying they put him in the they put him in the the uh like hole where it's just dark most of the day which is crazy yeah sucks hopefully it gets taken care of but it it's just so hard to have a have a fucking opinion on that. Um okay, you sent me also this. So we'll go over this. Ten of the biggest lies in jujitsu. Let's see here. Number one was technique con conquers all. They have weight classes for a reason. If someone is fifty pounds bigger than you and more athletic than you, technique might not be enough to get you the win. The winners of the absolute division are big, strong, and technical. Yeah, I mean, having horsepower, you can't you can't deny it. And it's just having fucking a lot of horsepower. But you have a lot of horsepower, and you're a complete white belt, and you don't know what an underhook is. You don't know what an arm drag is. You don't know what anything's are. The person might be able to get on your back, and the person might be able to sweep you, take your back, and then sink in a choke. But then you have two people similar levels. Mm -hmm. Similar levels, the one with the more kind of horsepower and explosiveness is, I mean, going to win. I, I And I think that is a kind of lie, that technique conquers all. Yeah. But, like I said, you have a little motherfucker like Cow, Cowterra. Look, Tiquinho. I've seen Tiquinho. He's 165 pounds right now, 160. He competed at ADC at 145. I've seen him fuck up a lot of big black belts. Black belts that are well over 200 pounds, way more strong, way more explosive, and he out-techniques them. 
but he's also strong himself when he's got a lot of power himself, yeah. but he's way smaller. So that's kind of a hard one. Leg locks are dangerous. Number two, they're not any more dangerous than any other type of joint lock. However, the technical knowledge of a leg lock is lower than any other type of joint lock. This is dangerous. Wait, however, the technical knowledge of a leg lock is lower than any other type of joint lock. Okay, the more we ignore teaching leg locks, the more dangerous they are. Yeah, that's true. Just the reason leg locks are dangerous is because you get two white belts and they get in a leg entanglement like a reap and they just try to explode one way or the other. I mean, your knee is in a dangerous position and it could fucking blow. Uh, they have this USA grappling that they're trying to get into the Olympics. Um, and they have the trials. You win the trials, you go to the qualifiers. You win the qualifiers, then you make the U.S. team. And then in Poland, they have the world championships. So the, the countries are going to go against each other in Poland in August. And then they're trying to get the, that in the Olympics in L.A. in 2028, I think. Wait, but I talked to the guy, it? one of the guys who knows the owner of that event, and he says they'd love to have me do it. They want me to do one qualifier first so, I can, so I can skip the trials, go to the qualifier, and then go to the world championships in Poland. So I'm really hoping I can do that. It's jujitsu. It's five-minute rounds. Okay. If someone pulls guard, then the other guy gets two points and no leg locks. I think all the other points are the same. Pass the guard three, mount four, yeah, take the back sick. four. Be sick. I mean, that's a good fucking rule set. Mm -hmm. That's a good rule set, especially kind of for my style. Also, the combat jujitsu is kind of interesting. And, and, and for, I think for me, I think I want to see how much they pay. Because the for combat, me, that's a good style too. Yeah, just more MMA base, getting a half guard, getting a side control, <laughs> beat the fuck out of someone, good wrestler. Um, so that might be interesting too, just depending on if you can make a little bread or not. Just give some people some whackins. A little 2K, 2K? Yeah, I'd probably eh. skip it. <laughs> We're going back to North Dakota here yeah. in a couple months. A uh, little uh, the summer clinic or? for the my little Native American cousins. <laughs> the same group or no? Probably. <laughs> They're all grown up now. <laughs> so we'll go back there. They're going to try to make it around a powwow so we can Basically. go to a big powwow out there in North Dakota and then teach a little little clinic for well, the young What was bucks. that guy's name we were with? The one that was driving Aaron. us around? Yeah, Aaron. Mm -hmm. Cousin Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Number three, you must be loyal to your instructor no matter what. Jiu-Jitsu is a service. If that service starts to suck, if the gym becomes culty, if weird cash-grabbing policies appear at your gym, you cannot stop paying. You can stop paying. The und undying loyalty to your sensei bullshit is manipulation. That's what they say. See, and I can, I think that's pretty true. If if you're a if you're a jujitsu instructor and you have a team, and you have some young stud athlete. And he's like, hey, my goal is to be a world champion. I want to see how good I can get at grappling. And you're holding him back. You're wanting him to just, no, just teach classes. He's the best guy there. And maybe he's a blue belt or he's a purple belt. And he's the best guy in the room. And there's a gym 10 miles away where guys, are, guys could push him and guys could really take him to another level and scrap with him. And you're that jiu-jitsu instructor. And you're like, no, you stay here. You stay here and you instruct and you just, you just, you just do it here. It's like you're being such a fucking selfish instructor. For me, it's like if someone comes up to me and they've been my student for a while and they say, Tim, I want I want to go to this gym. Maybe it's closer to my house. It's like you got to understand that. It's closer to your house. It's going to be easier for you. You don't have to drive an hour to my gym and then an hour back. It's going to be hard to stay consistent that way. 
or if you like the way another gym runs their program and you come to me and say, Hey coach, I like, I, I just, I think this is a better fit than me. If I actually care about you, I'll give you my input and what I think, but then I'll say, you have to do what's best for you. And if you think that's better for you, then you go do that. And I'll still be your friend. Like it's okay. But some, some jujitsu coaches, they get just so fucking culty and weird and they teach someone and the, that someone pays their, pays their tuition or their, their membership for so long and that instructor thinks they like own them and stuff it's fucking weird yeah i'm about to move to 10 planet here soon all right pop well <laughs> good kidding. for you <laughs> fuck off no, just, uh yeah but some some gyms are weird about that i yeah. don't know if it's a i don't know if it's a it's definitely not a brazilian thing because there's definitely well that's what american to people too remember when i moved over here my last coach just kind of did you get a lot of shit for it or <clears throat> i feel like my old teammates were kind of like what the fuck like gave me weird vibes about it and especially the head coach felt like weird about it but i was like dude i gotta do what's best for me yeah exactly yeah exactly it's like man and there's just so many out there there's so many fucking gyms that the instructors are just like selling them you call it snake oil but they're just the instructor doesn't know what they're fucking talking about someone walks in there and they're like oh yeah yeah, we have jiu-jitsu, we have MMA. Yeah. And they've been training it for a year or two. A year or two. And they think they know and they, they've went to a couple seminars, they watched some videos. So they start this start this program and they start selling it on Instagram and stuff. And you're you're learning from these fucking schlubs. Yeah. That's why I think it's important to maybe do some research. Maybe do some research and see their background a little bit. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't know there's levels too of like high caliber coaches. Versus, I mean, you could be like a hobbyist, like a really good hobbyist coach, but I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell when, not hard to tell really, like you said, do your research, like, okay. Yeah, and I think it depends on your goals. If you're, yeah. if you're like, I just want to be with a community of people. I just want to go yeah. exercise, get a sweat a couple times a week. I don't, my goal is not to compete in jiu-jitsu. My goal is not even really to get good, good at jiu-jitsu. My goal is just to come in there and get a sweat. Then I guess it's okay for yeah, sure. True that. Okay, number four, you have to train gi to get good at no gi. This is like saying you have to cook Italian food to make good Indian food. Any grappling will make you better at grappling, but deliberate practice is the best kind of practice. The answer is specific goals. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. But like I said, if you're if you're an MMA fighter or you're a jiu-jitsu athlete and your gym has no gi three, four times a week, but it's gi every day or something. You go, you go, you start getting comfortable in the gi, and you you can shut down a lot of submissions from the gi and learn where you're safe in the gi and learn where you're not safe in the gi. It's going to make the no gi a lot more simple. But definitely, they are two different sports. So, uh, number five, jujitsu therapy, therapy but cheaper. Jujitsu is a group exercise activity, making it something that's probably good for your mental health. However, if you struggle with mental health problems, you should seek treatment from a mental health person. Yeah, I mean, that's different for everyone. But the mental health thing, it's, it, it is true. It, I think it definitely would help. Some people make up mental health problems. Some people that are never in tough positions and they don't have anything kind of going on in their life, they just make up a problem in their mind. 
instead of willing or willingly maybe it's a cold plunge you sit in that cold plunge and it's fucking tough every single time and you have to learn to stay calm and just breathe and counter the thoughts in your mind saying get the fuck out of here this is painful get out of there you have to counter and say it's okay just stay calm and follow your breath it's okay stay calm and follow your breath and then you go into jujitsu and it's a similar thing you get really tired you're into your second third round someone mounts you someone takes your back and you're just fucking gassed again you got to stay calm your body's telling you learn try to give up sit out this round you just stay calm and breathe think about your techniques and counter those thoughts two similar things and i think those both those things doing those can help with your mental health but what the fuck not no um Jiu-jitsu makes you a better person. Jiu-jitsu doesn't make you a better person, but it can make you a stronger version of whatever you are now. If you want to become a better person, I'd suggest reading, writing, going to therapy, and maybe giving back to your community. I don't know. I don't think, I think jiu-jitsu can make you a better person. I think if you're a, kind of an insecure guy and you think when you're around people, you need to act this certain way, this 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 tough way, I got to show these motherfuckers like, that I'm tough. You go into a jiu-jitsu academy, and hopefully your black belt instructor or purple belts or brown belts, they're hopefully they're good and they can whoop, whoop you and beat you up and just be super nice to you. Not act like they're arrogant and I'm better than you, but be like, oh man, this guy can fuck me up so easy and he's just so nice. He's so nice to me. He's so nice to everyone. He's so nice to everyone that's weaker than him. He's trying to help them get better. And then they learn like, oh damn, if he's like that, maybe I can be like that. He can whoop he can whoop people's ass and he's just a nice humble guy. That's the way to be. So I think maybe it can help you be a better person in a lot of ways. And and just like everyone says, different walks of life getting together. We have some cop we have cops, we have firefighters here. We got some drug dealers here. Me. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> But all sorts of kids coming together, learning to communicate, learning to help each other, tap each other out. It's okay to get tapped out. I think it can help you be a better person. I think it, I think it truly can, especially with that, the young little kids and them getting confidence. Jiu-jitsu is a cult, number seven. Jiu-jitsu is addictive, and people become very passionate about it. They make jiu-jitsu their entire identity. See me as a 19-year-old. They spend all their time training. They and they even avoid people who don't train. But jujitsu is not a cult. I mean, it can be culty. Some I've I've seen gyms that are just like a little bit culty, but I don't know. I don't know about that one. I think we're kind of culty. Are we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. Which it's like like certain things. Like other people that come from more traditional gyms. Like, you can't tie your belt in front of the coach. Like, if you're looking at me, I can't tie my belt in front of you. It's really? like disrespectful. I have to turn around and tie my belt, or I have to bow in, bow every time I come in and out the mats. Like, And I think there is some good things about that, but it, it also can go a little far. I know gyms that are like, the professors like, do not train in the gi anywhere else. You don't yeah. need to train in the gi anywhere True. else. You train here, you learn our techniques, and you take those techniques. You don't train anywhere else. Or like, you can't call a higher belt out, like. Yes. If I see a brown belt, I can't call him out. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I, I kind of learned that the hard way too. Because when we were training at one of my friends' gyms, it was all Brazilians, and they just spoke Portuguese the whole time. They trained fucking hard. But all my all my life, when I've been training, I go in the room and I I, I find the toughest guy and like get matches with him. When I was in Team Quest, I was like, Hey, Chael, I want to go with you. I'm just this young teenager. I want to go with you or Rick Story or Mike Pierce or 
uh, Yushin Okami. I'm trying to go with these guys just to feel what they got. And it's just to feel like, holy shit, I could get that good if I just stick with it. And when I was training with the Brazilians, I was a purple belt and I'm saying, hey, to this black belt, do you want to go? And they would just kind of think that is disrespectful. But I think there is some good rules. And I think that is kind of a good rule, but it's also, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't think it's that. You know what rule I kind of like, though? Like, you know, when we're super crowded and we're rolling and say, I'm a purple one, I have another purple one, and we run into two white belts, I feel like they should move for us type yeah. of thing. I think that, I like that rule. Like, move for, if they're higher ranked than you, Yeah, you kind of earn your mat space. Like, Yeah, you just, you know what I mean? You guys move, you're the white belts, and if you don't, then, well, next round, I'll beat you. <laughs> I'll beat on you. <laughs> um jiu-jitsu is what you make it some gyms instructors are culty but jiu-jitsu is not inherently a cult the community is too variant to be a cult that said i don't think it's good to have interests outside bjj for example i like reading writing traveling yeah i don't really understand that one either jiu-jitsu is the best <laughs> martial arts martial art for self-defense oh no a pro jiu-jitsu guy doesn't think jiu-jitsu is the best art for self-defense there are too many variables in self-defense situations to rely solely on jujitsu. The best practice is to learn many different martial arts. I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's true. Just learning the fundamentals of boxing and a stance and having good balance and then learning some basic takedowns with wrestling, maybe some judo throws because every single person, you, you if you think one one technique you have this idea i'm gonna get in this fight i'm gonna do this but then the guy does something completely different so you're like what the fuck now i don't know what to do so having a good base in all those martial arts is a good form of self-defense i think the best form of self-defense i've said it before is learning how to fight learning how to throw a right hand learning how to keep my hands up learning how to throw good knees learn how to good throw good elbows learning to have good defensive wrestling and learning jujitsu but i think learning any martial art and you get it get into a fight and you're thinking about techniques and the other guy's just thinking about spazzing out thinking about spazzing out and just scrapping and bucking himself around and if the guy gets on his back and you're on top of a mount he just tries to go to all fours and then you're on his back i think once it hits the mat the jujitsu guy is going to have the advantage if there's no weapons he's going to end up in a dominant spot um Jiu-jitsu is the gentle art. Number nine. People either think grappling is brutal or harmless. People either think grappling is brutal or that is harmless. It's definitely neither. I have dozens of injuries from years of doing this, but this is definitely safer than MMA or football. Most grappling injuries injuries are from overuse, not trauma. Yeah, I mean, jiu-jitsu can be a gentle art. I think eventually when we get... 40 50 years old and we're like hey let's go in to the gym and get a sweat let's start from our butt and start from our knees and just kind of go sweep pass and sweep and pass and sweep instead of right now we're young bucks so we, we like to go from our feet there's a lot of fucking scrambles and a lot of takedowns and a lot of big lifts and big slams i think jujitsu can be a gentle art and when you get competitive, you really try to fight out of submissions and maybe you fight them too long. I tore my bicep. I mean, Takino tore my bicep. I fought a submission way too long with a fucking world champion and he tore my bicep. It's like, that's my fault. 
with Quixinho, he got me an omoplata and I fought it way too long. So now I'm dealing with his injury for months on months. Um, I think it's important to learn to tap early in training. Sometimes you get so competitive though and you don't want to, but then you fucking get hurt and you get your elbow popped or whatever. Now you got to sit out for three months, two months. You got to sit out for however long and not continue to get better instead of just, oh, tap. Okay, I got to think about why did I end up in that submission? What mistake did I make that put me in that submission that I ended up there? And then try to fix that. 10, number 10, jiu-jitsu humbles you. Jiu-jitsu doesn't do anything to you. Jiu-jitsu is just there. You have to do the inner work to develop humility. I don't even know everything about humility, but for me, writing, reading, travel, therapy taught me more about humility than G. BJJ. Okay. Mm. Mm, I, I think don't know. it does humble you for sure. I think it does. And it, and if you think it doesn't humble you and you think you're the man at jiu-jitsu, well, sign up for the toughest tournament you know. Mm-hmm. And go. And if you win, well, then keep signing up for the next one. If you win, sign up for IBJJF Worlds. If you're black belt, sign up for Adult Worlds. Sign up for ADCC. You're going to get humbled eventually because there's gonna, always going to be someone out there usually better than you. I think jujitsu humbles you because you yeah. see you see some cocky wrestler or some cocky guy coming to jujitsu and he thinks he's the man. Then he gets fucking ragdolled by a couple girls. It's like, holy shit, these girls just fucked me up. And then they're really nice to me after. Damn, I need to be that way. Uh, sure, getting tapped out temporarily humbles you, but lasting humility requires conscious thought. Humility requires gratitude, empathy, and self-awareness. Not everyone develops those traits in their jujitsu class. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think it's important too that the, the the instructor and stuff they're very humble, and they show their students like, hey, you just be be humble and be nice to everyone, and just set that vibe at the gym. I think that helps. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if you did some some of your uh, a thread like this for your newsletter. Yeah, that's I good think idea. this this guy. I think he's a black belt just read his bio 170 pounds 13th rank no gi grappler in the world bjj black belt nice and this is what he said these are what i believe are the 10 biggest lies in brazilian jiu-jitsu world the goal of this thread wasn't to tell you how it is the goal was to start a conversation if you've had different experience or have different thoughts i'd love to hear about it that's pretty cool so yeah. cool little thread good little uh talking how's your pod been going it's been going good like we've been staying pretty consistent Every either Thursday or Friday we record, just putting it out every Sunday. And how I, you been doing about the topics? Usually, I uh, we always have stuff to talk about. Like you know how there's always stuff in the MMA world going on. Mm-hmm. Like we talk a lot about clothing brands and stuff. And there's always either some type of juice or new drops or new collabs or mm-hmm. so we always and we're passionate about that stuff. So it's pretty easy for us to talk about. Or sometimes we talk about like just pop culture shit. What's going on? So are you after each? each week gets done are you in your notes just kind of putting down topics that i think we should cover yeah just like that iphone notes kind of make little bullet points my thoughts on them and i bring them up during the pod sometimes we'll do A. Q&A. and then do you pin your pin your notes <clears throat> what do you mean pin them i just write notes on the fucking notes app and i just like a little paragraph if I read yeah them. after each pod i mean timbo sugar show and then uh the red hawk recap i just I don't delete them, but I unpin them. So then I and then I pin the next episode for the week. So they're my top notes. Yeah. And whatever subjects I think pop up for those, I kind of add it to it. Uh, this week we're having on the Timbo Sugar Show. We're gonna record Sunday. 
We're having uh, Michael Bisping on the pod. And that should be good. Yeah. And some questions I kind of had for Michael Bisping. And you, and you kind of go go with the flow with the convo. But I, I'm curious of his average routine. Now that he's retired, what's mm-hmm. his routine like? What kind of drugs is he fucking with? Does he like his marijuana? Does What kind of drugs is he like? Uh, and does he need both eyes to compete? Because I saw they just signed that Russian kid. I don't know if he's Russian, but he's got like one fucked up eye. One eye that clearly doesn't work. And I always thought you needed both eyes to fight. So I'm curious about that. <laughs> and then I'm curious about, for Michael Bisping, a fighter right now that he would love to beat up. Jake Paul. And I want to know if him and Luke Rockhold are cool now. Because Luke Rockhold, I mean, he just doesn't seem like the coolest dude to be around. He just seems kind of like a doucher. Um, and I want to ask, have he, has he been contacted to fight Jake Paul? And then ask him his thoughts on the slap fight league. But it looks like Jake Paul's fighting uh, Fury, Tommy Fury. Fury again. It's hard because they've pulled out twice now, I think. Yeah, two or three times or some shit. Two times at least. So it's just like, uh, if it happens, sweet. Definitely watch it. Yeah, if not, cool. Mm-hmm. If uh, not, cool. it's kind of like a, a skill though, too. Because when I do try to have a guest on, and like they're being short, it's like fuck. Like they don't want to. I don't know if they just don't know how to keep the combo going, but it's a skill too. Yeah, just keep it going, I guess you know. But some people you just don't connect with, and it's like kind of hard. And and I think some people too, they get in front of the camera and lights, and they're just kind of freeze up a bit. Maybe a little nervous, so they kind of yeah. keep the answer short. They're not. They don't really want to look stupid or something. True that. It's definitely the longer you do it, the more you get comfortable just talking about shit. Yeah. Because um, sometimes we'll come on and like. We'll have days and Dallas just being super short. And I'm like, okay, like let me see, let me see how I can yeah. keep it going, you know. <laughs> so I try to rant a bit or something. And it's hard to kind of have a pod with about current events, but yeah. I like to have the pod about current events and then maybe interview the person a little bit. Yeah, see some thoughts on that. But I wish John from the dollar store would have came. I <laughs> know he seems like he could just ramble. Oh yeah, he said he <laughs> loves to talk. You just went into the dollar store and you just started talking to him, or how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, I said, hey John, how's it going? Want to come on my uh, little show? He said, I'd love to do that, Tim. Sounds like a fucking crazy guy. Uh, is Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson the fight to make? I think it is. You think so? I think it is. What What do you think? I don't think so. What do I you just th- think? Like, What's a Tony's fight for Conor washed. right now? Like, he's like, let him be done. Let him retire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Conor Peace. I know. That's true. That's the only reason. It'd be a sick fight, dude. I don't One, know if- 170? They want to. They want to set it up where they know Connor's gonna win. How like they set it up with uh, Cowboy? They're like, of course Connor's gonna win. Like, do they want to set him up with a fight like that to get his confidence even more up again? What if What if <laughs> Tony comes out there and takes a shot on him, turns a corner, and he fucking he's on top of Connor, and now it's jujitsu match. <laughs> It'd be a sick fight. I know. But God, Con- Connor's so sh- fucking sharp. But when you put on that much muscle that quick, it takes a long time for that shit to get in shape. And he, it looks like he put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle easy. Yeah, kind of so, looks like me, but. Is he going to be a three-rounder? <laughs> yeah, he could. Is he going to be a three-rounder? I mean, I'm sure with Connor, he could decide. <laughs> yeah, main event, three-rounder. He just says four rounds instead of, he just makes up his own shit. This is a question by Dan Go. If a friend want, wanted to lose 10 pounds off their body, what would you tell them? Stop eating Domino's. I don't know. Just kidding. I'd probably tell them, like, ask him maybe how much water they drink in a day. 
think most people at least should be drinking a gallon of water. Just help their, maybe help their, their digestive system. Just keep moving, keep flushing the bad shit out. Uh, and then not eating too late, maybe not eating too late. And then just do your, the best you can at trying to cut down your sugar. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would tell him. I think I wanted to, did you see uh Chris Brown owes 4 million in taxes to the Oof. IRS? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Four uh, million. But it's so funny. Cause right before that, he had posted a video of like his house and all his clothes he has. He has like a whole, like a mini warehouse in the bottom of his house of all his clothes right before that. And then IRS came and said, Hey, you owe us four mil. He's like flexing and he owes all this money. Oh, bro. Taxes are so fucking tough. They stress me out. But then, I mean, talking to my, my, my buddies that are at CPI, they, they've been around it so long. They said, don't let it stress you out. Cause I, I, I want to find a, I want to find someone who can just like, a person who can just help me you see rich like super rich people they have all these like there's like kind of loopholes little loopholes and little shit that we never learn about but i just got to take it in my hands i uh, one of the guys advised advised me to read a rich dad poor dad book yeah i read so, that like when i was young i don't remember you it did? really yeah i got to read it i got to read it cuz i haven't read it maybe it's good so uh okay masculine theory here on twitter says your son turns 18 what books are you giving him? Um, for sure, like all the ones we always talk about. Four Agreements, Master Your Love. Those are pretty. Naval. Yeah, the, those are pretty simple, simple ones. Probably Naval. I wonder if an eighteen-year-old would kind of be able to take that. I in. feel like it is because it's simple. And Naval talks about that too in the book. He's like, if you're really a master or something, you should be able to explain it to a child almost. Yeah. So, and I think that book is like I didn't feel overwhelmed by that book at all i felt like dang he puts it but, so easy but to you read it at 25 that's true 18 years old going back to when i was 18 <clears throat> i'm just fucking horned up worried about what the fuck i'm gonna do with my life just like stressing thinking i thinking i need they put a lot of pressure on you when you're 18 just like you think you need to have it figured out yeah, you need no. to you need to figure out what you want to do with your life and and i recommend you go to college it's like God, well, that's such a fucking old school recommendation. All those guys, well, a couple of them, uh, that own CPI and Chips Hospital, they didn't go to high school. And they're very fucking smart dudes that just do their own research and are continuing continuing to learn. Like I said, it reminds me of our group of friends, but 20 years in the future. One of the, one of the guys, uh, owners, Cedric, he went to college, though, for religious studies. I was like, wow, I was super interested in that. I'm like, that would be something to call in college where I'd be like kind of interested in religious studies. And you do, you kind of study different religions and where they came from and stuff. And he was talking about how a lot of the religions started for economic purposes. Really? I mean, you you start a church, that's your that's a loophole for taxes. Now you don't pay back. taxes anymore. Um, we should start a church. Someone like... Like Jehovah's Witnesses, Charles Taze Russell, he didn't even know Greek, and he ended up interpreting the Bible in a certain way and starting his own religion. I think I don't remember what year it was, but it's like holy fuck, that would be an interesting one. Yeah, I think religious too, studies, going to college and actually learning about these different religions. I think it depends. So when they're eighteen, I would think they develop some sort of interest by then. So give them something in that world, you know, if they're like into basketball, 
you could give him that book of uh, Phil Jackson. Always has really good books, and he's like everybody respects him for his coach and mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know, give him stuff that would interest his interests. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you go through school thinking reading books fucking sucks, yeah. but you're reading bullshit that they're giving you. You find there's anything that you're into. There's books about, and you start. I remember the first time I'm reading a book, and I'm like. Oh, I'm like so into this shit. Yeah. Like how to think when you're an athlete or in fighting and you have a lot of emotions or you just different books like that. And then tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, you start reading that shit and you're just like, so into it. Yeah. Th- those books though, tribe of mentors, tools of Titans, watch like some of the routines and different questions. Tim Ferriss asks, he's got to be one of the best at asking questions ever. And, uh, it's, interviews a bunch of guys who are just high achievers and talks about different shit which those that'd be a good one to read yeah. for an 18 year old even i think too because reading can be kind of intimidating mm-hmm. i think just recommending podcasts too like certain episodes yeah just to start there or yeah, or sure. maybe an audiobook you know so mm-hmm. you're just yeah the podcast is fucking just huge i can't even tell you how much information i've gotten from podcasts uh Maybe the book War of Art oh, yeah. by the Stephen Pressfield. That's another easy read. Mm-hmm. Just talks about resistance and how everything's going to give you resistance, especially anything that's worth worth a shit. Anything that's worth a shit doing, it's going to be fucking tough. And it's going to give you a lot of resistance. And it talks about just how countering that resistance and how to be a pro and how pros act when that stuff comes around. Oh, man. Tony Ferg. I mean, Tony Ferg and... and Connor on the Ultimate Fighter would be good because you know Tony Ferg's gonna do some fucking crazy shit. It'd be entertaining. Connor's just so good at like talking and entertaining people, you know, just talking shit, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jorge Monsdal says big fight news coming soon. I'm curious who they give him. What if that? What if that's the tough? I feel Jorge like, I feel like Gil- Gilbert might. I might. I think he might fuck Jorge up. I think so too. But what? What if the show is Jorge? And Connor on tough though. Like oh, they're the coaches. It'd be huge. That'd be I think sick. it'd be huge. I guess Jorge's one of those guys that gets a piece of the pay per view and he's not a champion. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Damn. And Dustin I think is similar. Their managers got it to where they get a piece of the pay per view and they're not champions. Uh Cheeto Vera tweets, Who's high? <laughs> It's, guys, I fucking I know I preach about it all the time, but dude, this fucking volcano. I mean, if you're a stoner and you just love to do dabs and heavy bong rips, you probably won't like it as much. But I I think when you do those dabs and those heavy bong rips, I just don't. I think there's something that's just not good about it. Maybe you're cooking it at too high heat. You get high, and you just get lazy, and you sit there and you just fucking lose track of your thoughts. This fucking vaporizer, though, I swear to God, it opens up just makes you more creative i don't know if it's the weed i'm smoking but it's just the clean clean fucking high you don't just sit there like a schlub boy do i love smoking a bag every night (laughs) yeah i wonder who's next for burns though fuck rematch with hamza i wish it was colby i want to see colby come back a rematch with hamza would be fucking huge it's weird with hamza because remember he wanted to be so uh he wanted to be so active. Yeah, that's what people were saying, too. I wonder if he, he just had those couple tough fights, and he's like, fuck, I'm not going to run through these guys as easy as I thought. Maybe I should. Or he's just a crazy just motherfucker. Chill. Well, the whole weight thing, too, who knows? 
if he's still going to fight at that weight class. Or he's going to try, right? Yeah, true. True. He's got that Richard Milley, too. Does he? He's, he's got, got Richard one? He's a big watch guy. He's got the same Hublot I got. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fire. Uh, Are you looking at any other watches now? I'm going to take a little break on the watches. <laughs> I'm going to just try to stack my money up and buy a house. Sean's wanting to look at He's wanting to look at a compound. It's only two acres, though. I want to. If I'm gonna live with that, live on the same property as him, it would be two different houses. I want. I want my own space and a really, really tall fence. (laughs) Don't don't (laughs) fucking bug me, man. Yeah, bud. (laughs) Uh, The Omegas are nice, though. Omegas are sick. I've been uh, looking at those. If I if I was gonna get another watch, my next watch would be probably I'd like to get an AP. Yeah, those are sick. They're expensive though. I mean, a, a a a low, a cheap AP is going to be at least twenty to twenty five thousand dollars for the cheapest, cheaper a- mm-hmm. APs. It's kind of nice that you have like connects though, and and friends in that world though. You know? Yeah, I mean, happy jewelers. Because imagine if you didn't, you'd be probably paying double what you're paying right now. Yeah, maybe not double, but at least five to six k because these the gray market guys they they get the they get their watches either at retail or or yeah. cheaper than retail and then they mark it up five six k so they can make some bread off it which is understanding yep. but happy jewelers is awesome and they usually give us stuff at the price they get it at so that is nice luke rockhold is on the hunt for jake paul i'd like to beat all these little fucking punks <laughs> that think they can box especially one in particular jake paul would be fucking great the ufc kind of released me just to go fucking hunt that kid down no, they didn't. <laughs> like what? But she released him, you because you're on four, right? Or something like that. Imagine him and Jake in uh, MMA, though. Luke would double leg him right off the rib and fuck him up. <laughs> Imagine for Jake sure. wouldn't take that though. I He's smart he enough to not that. take that. I would hope because yeah. Luke, Luke can fucking grapple. I asked for the lease. We were talking about it after our boxing session at Churchill Boxing Club with Pete Berg, and he said, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'll ask Dana White." And he said, "Yeah, Luke can go fucking." Fight that kid. Go beat his ass. I said, okay, I will. I was released to beat your fucking ass. The dog is here. The bounty man. The hit man. I'm fucking here. Answer the fucking call. That's a sweet fight. I would love to see that fight. I mean, Luke's another southpaw. Tall southpaw. Uh, What is Luke going to bring that Anderson Silva couldn't bring? Anderson Silva, tall southpaw too. Pressured the fuck out of Jake the whole time. Tried to gas Jake out. And Jake stayed composed, stayed sharp. I do not think Luke would fuck Jake Paul up. But Luke is isn't he a lot younger than Anderson too, or is he up there as well? Is he I don't think, like late. 30s? I think he's 30, 39. Because Anderson was how old? Like almost fifty. Uh, how old is Luke Rockhold? Let me look up Anderson's age. Uh, Luke's thirty eight. Thirty eight, and Anderson was thirty eight. I mean, that's that's a competitive fight. It's not no fucking walkthrough for either of them. But I think Jake's in it right now. That that fight I think is sweeter than Tommy Fury. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Anderson's almost ten years older than Luke. But I think what makes Jake like the Tommy Fury fight is that Tommy agreed to change his last name and quit boxing forever if Jake beats him. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, so it was. MMA Junk said Tony Ferguson says he's been asked to coach the ultimate fighter of uh opposite of Conor McGregor. That's fucking sweet. Oh, he, he said, oh, I've so been Tony asked to coach asked. on tough against the old fathead. Anyone <laughs> of my choosing, if that cake eating some bish 
wouldn't show Mac. What a <laughs> vagina. I'm always ready anytime, anywhere. I choose you, Micknacker. See you soon. Damn, bunch of emojis. Fuck yeah. I'd watch that. I'd be um, pumped. Imagine being homies with Tony now he texts. Like, you know how he always puts a bunch of emojis? Remember, the, inter- group chat? Remember the interaction with him and Chug at the USC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking awkward. <laughs> I feel like he'd be down to get on the pod. I don't know why you don't try. Maybe. That'd be sweet. Yeah, maybe we could try. Uh, and then we got Ryan Bader coming up. Ryan Bader versus Fedor Emelianenko. God, I wish I, I'd always, I would love to see Fedor fight in real life. I've always been such a fucking fan of that dude. One time Kevin Randall, if you've never heard of Fedor Emelianenko, YouTube Kevin Randleman slamming Fedor. It's the nastiest slam, I swear to God, in the history of fucking sports. Well, besides when Rampage slammed Ricardo Arona out of that triangle. Rampage fucking lifted him up and just spiked him. And they headbutted and it knocked Arona out. But this one, Kevin Randleman picked up Fedor probably at least six, seven feet off the ground, lifted him, got on his tippy toes, and just fucking pile-drived him. And Fedor fights out of it and then taps Randleman out. It's just fucking epic. Fedor's a beast, dude. Um, Dana White's power slap sees big rating boosts in second week. I mean, the shit's interesting. Did you watch it at all? I've just been watching, like, the really small clips on Twitter. Just the some fucking, stuff. just whackins. Yeah. Did you see John Jones said, because they asked him, <clears throat> like, how many fights guaranteed if he does win against Gain? Like, what other, like, is he going to keep defending his belt? Mm-hmm. And he just said he wants to just fight uh, Stipe if he beats Gain. And mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think if he beats Gain and Stipe, I think he's done. Jones. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, you could at least, I guarantee at least two fights. But it's weird because they signed an eight-fight deal, yeah, right? That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, God, John Jones goes and beats those guys. Like with ease, and it's just like, I'm, I'm done. Just <laughs> You're the best. You're <laughs> yeah. fucking the best ever, easily. No question. Um, Jared Gordon tweets, I like this guy. California inmate has now beaten to death two child molesters with a cane while mm. in prison, authorities say. Dude, I was watching a Vice. They just came out with a Vice against uh, Dads Against Predators. I sent you it. Yeah. Was it a Vice? It or was you... a Vice. Oh, I don't think I watched the Vice one. I they, watched they talked about the random ones. But on YouTube, YouTube took their YouTube page oh. down. Oh, did they? Which I, what is like, it called? Like DAP or some shit? Dads Against Predators. Yeah. They'd uh, go on Grinder app and they'd say they're, they're 13, 14 years old and they'd meet these freaks at the store and just fucking grill them. It's like, why the fuck would YouTube take that down? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's... And not just expose these fucking freaks. Then you watch, and then I, it popped up on my YouTube, uh, To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen. Mm, like, isn't that the old TV show? Oh my God, bro. If you want to <laughs> see some entertaining shit, that shit will make you fucking howl. I these think it started, freaks. It started trending because it was like, it's fucked up. But on TikTok, he did it to his friend. He's like... Are you here to meet her 13? Like, it's just, like they're obviously making fun of it. Mm-hmm. And the guy just takes off screaming. You know how they do that on the video? Oh, it's just a joke? Yeah, like a TikTok oh. thing. Uh, Ed, one of the head, head guys at CPI there, said they're trying to change the name of pedophilia and make it like some thing that doesn't sound as bad because whatever sci- whatever they say, the psychologist, that, that gene that you get born with that you're attracted to younger kids. Yeah. It's like, bro, are you fucking serious? Do not change that fucking word. 
to make it more okay. Yeah. Like, do you think if you're conv- convicted of pedophilia, what should happen? Just go to fucking jail or... I think you should have something sliced off. Slice your Not your cock. Off. A hand or something. You get convicted and proven guilty. Something should be sliced shit. off. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you're born with the with the syndrome. Yeah. And then and then people get their hand chopped off and then they're like, I do not I, I don't give a fuck how what my urge is. I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna get my shit chopped off. Yeah. Maybe it would change it, maybe it wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I wonder if those people are just so mentally like not wired the same where even if that does happen, they're still into it type of Dude, thing. some of those guys on that Chris Hansen show, they're like sitting there debating with Chris, Chris Hansen really? like they're, they're not doing anything wrong. It's like, oh my fuck. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's an entertaining show. I wish they'd bring that shit back. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> uh, what else you been watching, man? Uh, oh, yeah. Still watching that MILF show? Yeah, the second episode of MILF Manor came out and... Um, <laughs> Second episode came out. I don't know if we talked about that that yet, but they had to put these secrets, uh, their their biggest secret, and they're all going to get together. And you win if your son or your mom can't pick the secret. If your mom, son and mom, you don't pick the right secret, then you win. One mom said, I fucked my son's best friend. <laughs> and every and it got exposed in front of the whole oh house. God. And the son was just like, he fucked my bestie. He was fucking pissed. Imagine. And the son's secret was I got pink eye from eating ass. <laughs> That's you. And there was a bunch of a bunch of good ones, but yeah, the the drama's heating up there on that show, Milf Manor. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun to be on a reality show, don't you think? I I know this producer from the Fightmaster uh, Bellator. He, he he does the casting for a lot of. Really. We could get some of our friends on. <laughs> I'd be telling you know what. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Send my headshot. Maybe, right? I, maybe I'll send him a little something. Yeah, send my Try to get headshot. you, Sono. That'd be sick. Watch Schmitty freak out on live TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be funny. Oh, it'd be good. We're at an hour. Okay. Wow. That was beautiful. Beautiful show there. Uh, sorry we were late, but we had to go get our stem cells. We stipped, skipped the cock injections. <laughs> um, a couple guys there were doing the cock injections, and I just wasn't down to do it again. Uh did it make <laughs> Scotty said he's like can't tell you how many fucking 18 year old broke kids were hitting us up about cock injections after we were talking about it on the pod and shit uh so back to training I was one of them just kidding uh we turn up that thing here so uh like and subscribe if you enjoy the show guys it helps me out patreon.com slash red academy check out the newsletter in the bio have yourselves a good weekend hope you guys get some pussy and eat some good food and uh have a good weekend love y'all bye-bye